Hey, this is Sean from Wasted Knowledge. Thank you for tuning in for our first two-part episode. Uh, in this, we interview Heidi, who's a hairstylist, and we just enjoyed talking to her so much that we didn't really want to cut any of our conversation out. So this is very lightly edited and pretty much the majority of our time together. Hope you enjoy it. And here's part one of the Heidi conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Wasted Knowledge. TC here. And, uh... Accompanied by Sean. Uh, so this is our, I don't know, let's say fourth episode. And we have Heidi with us. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to talk about uh, what Heidi does. And we'll let her introduce her, herself and her background here in a second. Um, something I always like to say, at least to start off the podcast, uh, we, we are drinking. We are over 21. And if you are and doing the same, please drink responsibly. Always get a safe ride home. Um, be nice to yourselves, <laughs> even if you're going to abuse yourselves right now. Abuse yourself responsibly. Yes. Abuse right. others responsibly Self-flagellation. Well. Scarlet letter, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I intended, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, Heidi, uh, what, what do you do? Okay, um, I'm a hairstylist. I've been doing hair for approximately 10 years. I own a hair salon, and we just had our two-year anniversary in July. So for the last 10 years, I have heard and seen some of the craziest things that people could ever want to explain to a complete stranger. I, I've... <laughs> Before you saying that and before really ever putting thought into it, I really could see, like, the hairstylist definitely being right there on the equivalent with a bartender. We're, th- we're, as as we're a therapist. therapist. Yes. We're a therapist. Like, I offer beer and wine at my salon, so it's like immediately after that first glass of wine, they're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you my whole life story. And I'm just blow drying their hair. I'm like, I can't hear a thing. But I can hear it. But I can just use that as a I don't want to say anything else how did you get into your career um I did a lot of theater in high school and I realized because I can't sing that I could never truly be the main person on stage but I could do some really awesome hair and makeup and like the happiness that I got from that kind of reflected like on me like and another thing is um my mom never let me get my or never let me do whatever I wanted to do to my hair in high school like I had pretty much duggered hair to <laughs> like that's what I call it, like hair down to your waist nothing fun and it's just it's not cute so once I got a job and I could you know drive and go and buy hair dye when I was in my senior year I colored my hair pink and that was the happiest I'd been in like six years because I could never express what I wanted to be. Like I was always kind of artsy and just fun, but my mom could never let that shine through. But after I did that, I felt so happy. And then I went to hair school and just realizing like the happiness that I could give to other people that I experienced doing it myself, it made me feel so good just making making other people smile and you can turn anybody's day around from 
you know, they just got broken up from a long-term relationship or lost their job and you do their hair and they just feel so confident on the outside that it just shines through and it is just, it's a beautiful experience. I feel really good right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to go get my hair cut. So, uh, I, for me, there's a little bit of a through line. Uh, also, having actually gotten a degree in theater, uh, there's something called the Cinderella effect. Okay. I always call it like when the actors, uh, the first time they get their shoes for their character and they get to walk on stage, like you can see a change. And it's just, it happens every single show, every single time. Someone gets their character shoes and they go out and they go, <gasps> I don't know this character. And they just kind of embody that. Is that something similar that you see when someone gets their hair cut? Exactly. Um, like I said, like people come through and, you know, like I said, they're going through a breakup or something. They're like, I want bangs. I want to change something. And I'm like, you know what, girl? We're going to make you hot. We're going to make you feel better than you've ever felt in your whole life. And that is what I strive for. I want everybody to leave my chair and just feel a thousand times better than when they sat down. Whether it be, you know, that they just let so much emotion just run through and say things, or the fact that, you know, they just want to come in and feel good. And that is what I'm here to do. I'm their, you know, fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give a wand. I, those are my shears. I have plenty okay. of wands then. <laughs> are any of them, like... Actually, I do technically have a wand. It is called a wand. It's a heating substance, and you just kind of wrap the hair around it. It makes it really pretty. Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. I was going to ask if you ever, like, bedazzled one of your scissors, but that would have been strange, maybe. Yeah, scissors are so expensive. I was actually about to ask that. So I'm in the restaurant industry. Okay, so, like, my, my shears are, like... The knives. Yeah. Um, if I don't put forth like the money wise, then I'm not gonna have good tools. Um, I have shears that range between three hundred to nine hundred dollars each. Yeah. And they're each for a different purpose. Like my blow dryer is like a damn car payment. The four hundred dollar blow dryer. That's ridiculous. But it does the job. That's my wand. <laughs> That's my wand. Four hundred dollar blow dryer. Wow. Yeah, see, as I can't, I can't. It's hard for me to imagine because I go for, I really do just want the lowest maintenance possible thing for my hair. Oh, okay. Where are we going with this? No, thing for my hair. So, but I understand at the same time because that's what I was going to equate it to. It's like chef's knives or your tools for whatever your job. You're going to spend that money. And I completely understand that, like with you wanting to lowest maintenance, but. How do I say this? Um. <laughs> well, so I would think like functionality and like long yeah, like I can give I can hair. I can give you the lowest maintenance haircut, but I want to I want the best tools to give you that. Oh yeah, no, no. Like I said, I understand completely. I have felt the. Uh, I have Sauron. Yeah. No, I felt the haircut boost and uh confidence that you talked about before i think it's amazing it's one of, it's become one of my favorite things to do is go get my hair i don't even touch my own hair have, anymore have you ever had the opposite uh yes like when i used to get my hair cut at home by my own mom i do you right, feel that confidence 
this is this this is gonna be one of the funniest, most horrible things that anybody's ever oh, no. probably hears on this thing. And I hope that my mom doesn't ever hear this because it was horrible. But I was in middle school and my mom gave me just a buzz cut. Just because we didn't like to pay for haircuts, my mom just gave me a buzz cut. But somehow it was still like the worst buzz cut that anybody had ever seen in their entire life. And I came back to school and a girl that I actually like had like a crush on, but she was a popular girl. Why'd you look at me? Because you remind me of her in so okay. many ways, Sean. Uh, started making fun of my hair and asked me like if I cut it myself or something. And the only thing that I could think of at the time to defend myself was telling her that I actually had cancer. And she ended up bawling, crying, and then went and told, like, my entire band class, who then actually all, like, took a moment and, like, said sorry to me and thanked me for my courage. And I had to then go to my friend's tell my friends which i thought was absolutely hilarious at the time and and then i they we all thought about it like this could blow up like you need to put a stop to this real real fast and i had to go back and tell everybody i did have eye cancer i told her i had eye cancer oh my god but that's what a haircut can do to you a haircut can make you tell people that you have a bad haircut can make you tell people that you have cancer. Do you oh. want to hear a crazy story that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've okay. Yes, and I hope it tops mine. Cause I mean, it I may not. It. it may not top the no, cancer no, story. Um, but it is it, pretty. It's pretty messed up. Um, this is when I was like fresh into hair, and I had this woman come in with like bright pink hair, and she wanted the craziest hair I could give her, and I was like, all right, well, we're gonna put orange and purple and platinum blonde streaks in it. We're gonna cut it real weird. We're gonna do all these crazy things for you. So as I started doing her hair, it starts feeling um, like this gummy feeling, like chewed gum. And that's when the hair has just been over processed. So I couldn't do all these crazy things. And I was like, listen, I can put some violet streaks in there. I can kind of blend a little bit of orange in there, but I can't do all these crazy things that you want. And the time frame had run over um, than what we, um, discussed. So it went from like a two-hour process to maybe a three-and-a-half, four-hour process. So I gave her a really funky cut and she starts crying in my chair. And I was like, can you tell me like what happened? Because I'm new to this. I really want to help you out. And, you know, I feel like that you have the craziest hair that I could give you. And she was like, well, I'm just really late for a coffee meeting. And I was like, well, I wish you would have told me this prior so then we could have, you know, exchanged some things and discuss what was, you know, was capable with, with the time frame. And she's like, well, my boyfriend's other girlfriend is meeting up with me and she has the craziest hair I've ever seen and she's been at the coffee shop for half an hour waiting on me. And I just wanted to have crazier hair than her. So then I took a step back and I was like, <laughs> it's not just me. It's not me at all. It's actually her. Yes. And another thing that people don't realize is that, like, your hairstylist slash barber or whatever can see everything that you're texting. Um, I've had clients come to me and have sat down in my chair and been like, this is the hair that I want. And they're scrolling through their phone and not new, deleting new, new, their, new, new. their dirty photos that they're sending. Like, these are the bangs I want. 
here's a picture of my vagina, here's a picture of the color, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, did you not just see what you just swiped through? But I just have to act like, like, I didn't, I didn't see it. Hmm. And I see, I see some of the dirtiest things, and I hear some of the craziest things from my clients, and that's another thing that I live for. I live for hearing, like, behind-the-chair gossip. It is so much fun. I was going to say, is it still, like, having, especially having, like, your own salon and things, is there still that kind of round table like gossip center like, oh absolutely do you have the same people that come in on a regular basis oh absolutely what's I, like, going on with you this week what's going on this because i've been doing hair for so long i've kept in contact and i've kept a lot of my clientele for the past decade i've seen divorces i've seen babies being born i've seen breakups i've seen new relationships i've seen my clients getting a new dog and it's just it's it's happy and a lot you know and there's sometimes where it's sad but most of the times it's happy that they get to share these things because i've been invited to like um bridal showers and weddings and baby showers only because like i've built that relationship with them for so long and it's such a great experience that i get to have with them it makes me like tearful because <laughs> I'm like I've seen babies born and then like it's really cool when I get to cut their hair oh man like the kids hair I'm like I saw you when you were in your mama's belly yeah. and then like two years later I'm like I'm cutting their hair I'm like this is crazy or cool. clients where they're like 11 years old and they're now in college driving to me where I'm like no no you're still 11 because I'm not old yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nice, yeah. As a bartender, we don't really get to serve our regular you don't get to serve. You don't get to serve the 11-year-olds. Not, not quite. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen, like, like, I've had owners or, like, I've watched their kids go from, like, like 16 to 21 and, like, serving them their first, well, first legal shot. First drink. <laughs> first legal shot. so grown up, like, yeah. Like, oh, I might have done a bad thing. But, like, I've also gotten the, um, like, backhanded compliments for being as young as I am, I'm 30, but whenever I opened up my salon, I was 27. I've gotten, you know, women that have come up to me and been like, how did you do this so young? You must have had your family give you all this money or stuff like that. And it's just like, no, I am extremely talented at what I do. And that is, that is a lot of like, you know, what I deal with is like, older people who just want to attack me for some reason like I do such a great job at what I do and I want to make people happy but then I get the older crowd that are like how did you do this at such a young age and I'm like well because I've been doing it for so long and I'm happy with what I'm doing and I love making other people happy as well so then they tell their friends and stuff but it's just like why beat me down when I'm doing your hair, because I could make your life a living hell, which is like one clip of the scissors. No, oh, that's that's horrible. So, have you done that before? Huh? You already said your name. You probably shouldn't say if you have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> have you ever accidentally? Um, like, make a hiccup. This is podcast. I did. I did, I did have one guy get real creepy with me at the shampoo bowl, where he was like, "Oh, I bet you like, hmm. you know, rubbing my head at shampoo bowl," and I turned that shit so cold. 
and I was like, you can leave now. And he was like, for what? And I was like, creepy. And I just kept spraying him as he walked out of the door. Like, nice. That's fair. That's fair. That's um, more than fair. Yeah. Even though, even though a good head scrubs can make people do stupid things. No, yeah, but he was asking me out before, and I was like, okay, you're cute. Cool. We'll see how it is. And then he started getting real creepy, and I was like, cold. Yeah. Ice cold. And, I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, protect myself. No, 100%. And teach him a lesson is you cannot be creepy towards women. I like the fact that you were able to send somebody out with a hose. Oh, that's hilarious. That's like, that's my like boss my was like, what are you doing? I was like, he's creepy. Just and just kept spraying him. Chase <laughs> yeah. We always want to do that with, like, the, with the bar gun. Yes. Do you have enough pressure? And then just trying to put your thumb over it and it's, it, just, yeah. it, doesn't, it just gets all over the place. Start spraying drunk people. Yeah. You should. It's a, it's a, it's a great enlightening experience. I generally have to be more subtle and, and, and just dickish, I guess. More subtle. But do you think that people are going to believe the drunk person over you? Oh, never. That's, <laughs> I. But that's what the, that's where the subtlety really comes in too, though. Because then at that point, there's I think no, he just needs all to be no, I didn't. No, he didn't. No, he just uh, wanted you to leave, man. Yeah, because if you're not subtle, then you got witnesses, you got things like that. The art of being a spray them too. Sarcastic smartass <laughs> is part of bartending. Is almost as much as anything else. But people love that. People love and going people to bartenders because yeah. they're like, you know, you're going to give me advice straight up. Do you do the same? Do you actually, do you give advice or are you mostly listening? Oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I want to keep them as a client, but it's really difficult whenever I do, like, their husband's hair and they're having marital problems or something. I'm like, well, you should bring this up to him. Or I'm just like, I'm blood drawing your hair, I can't hear you. How was your trip to Cancun? Or I just try and change the subject because as much as I want to hear about it, it's not my place. Mm. So I know even recently, but like the, the first thing I was told when I got in the rest, restaurant industry, at a fine dining, relatively fine dining restaurant, we all have to wear like uniforms and these, everything has to be pressed and cleaned. And then you'd see a guy come in for lunch, and the same guy come in for dinner with different people. That's my dad. Different women. He, I call him a serial dater. Okay. Um. <laughs> he wore a ring at the same time. Okay. So, with that in mind, one of the first lessons I learned about those regulars is, hey, never say anything that implicates them being there that day, or recently. Just okay. say, yeah, if you happen to know the name, hey, Mr. So-and-so, it's good to see you. Exactly. Um... And it's it's the same way. Like, I don't want to interfere with people's personal lives. But whatever they throw at me, like, I'm going to try and say borderline of, like, what I feel like is best. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them taking my, like, complete advice. I want to be like, well, dump your shitty boyfriend who sucks, who doesn't mm-hmm. have a job that you're supporting and he has four kids with three different baby mamas. Like, I don't want to be like, he sucks because I might lose them as a client. I just yeah. want to be like, you know what? Listen to your gut and you know what's right. And it, it is it's kind of, it is. It, it is like <laughs> kind of like I am a therapist and we do serve beer and wine at my salon. So after like two or three drinks with them, 
you know, kind of like how y'all are with like. You know, two, three drinks at three in the afternoon. I'm gonna be fucking telling you everything about my life. And they do, and it's kind of. I mean, not in a weird way, hopefully, but. I, feel, I, I hear some weird stuff. I see some <laughs> weird stuff. Like I can read their text messages. Like. I, so I've never texted in a, in a, in a chair or get my hair cut like that. Don't do it. We, we see it. We see it all. And then we go into I the break you. room. TC also just rubbed his junk against my hand. You know, <laughs> Why did I have to crack my toes at the same time? Um, it's okay. They're clean. That's not what um, you're going to see at least. Those are your dr- <laughs> Take your choice. Oh my God. Uh, what about the direct opposite of what we're talking about? Because this is me. If I go and get like my hair done anywhere i don't speak at all the entire time how do you feel about clients like oh. that like i'm the one who doesn't even want okay. to talk okay to my, like so, i will talk to you about my hair and that's it and like explain okay what so I want this, if is, you have any this is how it is if it's a newer stylist they're gonna think that you hate them <laughs> uh, they're gonna be like he's not talking to me he doesn't like what i'm doing Screw him, blah, blah, blah. But, like, me, I'm like, you know, this may be their only quiet time during the day. They may have kids or really, like, talkative partner, whatever it may be. Like, this may be their only quiet time. I'm like, you know what? This is my only quiet time, too. (laughs) So I see it as, like, you know what? We can both enjoy this quiet time. Just tell me what you want. And if it's, like, a returning thing and I know what you want, just say the same thing. Cool. Here's your beer. We're set. But the newer, newer stylists may think that you hate them. You know, just be like, hey, man, I like what you did last time. Just do what you're doing. I'm just going to, you know, sit in my thoughts. <laughs> and that's all you need to say. Because otherwise, I'm going to think that you hate them. Otherwise, <laughs> like, because that's, I actually, I heard of, like, some salons and having actual chairs where it was like silent chairs. They were actually like marketing that for a little bit. Top? Well, not really a cone of silence, but basically like, hey, if you don't want to talk or anything. No, you can just you can just yeah. tell me and be like, hey, this is my silent time. Or pick up a book or be like, take your laptop off, out because I have a lot of clients that like work at this one. That's the craziest thing in the world to me. Right. I mean, so I'm... I'm always used to having the bib, right? Like, or the big fucking yeah. thing. Okay. So, like, I they, can't... they make, um, they well, make smocks now. Like, like, snuggies? <laughs> well, I call it a snuggie. Um, well, okay. I... <laughs> so, they make, like, clear sections of it so you can still text. Oh, That's yeah. insane. <laughs> they still do that. They do that so that you can still text. But I do have clients that, um, bring in their computers and the type of way they order food like, you want anything? I'm like, yes, you're an angel. Love a burrito from Chipotle. <laughs> Thank you so That's much. amazing. I'm doing my, I'm getting my hair cut all Or time. Or bring in a coffee. Like, I have clients that are like, you want anything from Starbucks? I'm like, yeah, you can be 10 minutes late if you're going to bring me a Starbucks. Thank you. Because I don't ever get to sleep. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own, you have a, child six jobs yeah yeah editing this shit takes forever yeah i won't make it difficult. i promise appreciate it now, <laughs> we're actually so far we're on track and i hope i can leave this in here for just banging it out like all in order i'm a, I'm a good people person i talked to about five to eight different people a day for the past 10 years 
Why did I? That was a dick thing. I'm sorry. No, you were like, meh. As a bartender, I talked to like 30. Yeah, but no, I didn't. You were one upping. But, but I did Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I was kind of dick. Go ahead, one up me. Your wife's right? my client. <laughs> 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 she comes home and she. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna give you ideas. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I love you, Marcia. She's so, so amazing. Busy. She's not one of the crazy ones. I love her because I do have clients from like. She's a little crazy. That's me. Okay. She just saves it for you. So no, your wife is amazing. And I adore her and everything she has to say. And any, like, doctor question I have, I'm like, hey, oh, shit, yeah. like, what yeah. can I do about this? Or is this normal? Or like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, wow. she's awesome. Like, she's phenomenal, and I adore her. So, you locked out, mister. <laughs> Dude, I was a belly dancer when she met me. Like... Same. Hey, I like to think I'm at least vaguely trophy. I was not anymore. Okay, this is falling to shit. Hey, my boyfriend keeps getting a bigger belly more in our relationship. Yeah. That comfort weight. I gained 12 pounds since we met. I'm like, dude. Yeah. I, I've so lost okay. 20 in the last two months. So. Good for you. I'm working on it. This is not helping. Turn, turns out you have to do cardio every day. And oh, I didn't do gross. that for three years. It yeah. sucks, especially when, like, no matter what. I don't care if. Brynn goes down, she wants to hang out and drink. We're going to watch a movie. It's midnight. Like, she's just going to bed. I have to do at least 20 minutes of cardio. I'm sorry. Like, if this Awful. is my time. Getting old This is sucks. my goddamn time. I'm like, you know, the only thing I miss about my 20s is my metabolism. Yeah. I, I, don't, miss, I don't miss my bank account. <laughs> no, I don't miss that. No, I finally have a full-time job with health benefits. It took me till I was 34. Um, <laughs> 31 for me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I'll never have that, but okay. Just Wait, use so actually, yeah. So you're, so I, because I, I actually don't know this as a business owner. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Is that okay? Just crappy. Business owner or not, um, hair sales, We don't have four hundred one k. We don't have health insurance. We don't have PTO. We're based. How do I say this? We don't get any benefits whatsoever. I mean, you're kind of like an independent contractor. Yeah. In a sense. And I do have... um paid by the job. Independent contractors that work underneath me. But even when I wasn't, I didn't get anything. I never got pay time off. I never got, you know, insurance help. I never got anything. Um, even doing hair for seven and a half years underneath other people, I never got any help whatsoever. Um, and people are like, well, why can't you take off? It's like my boss wouldn't let me. Like, my best friend who I've worked with for almost five years now, she, whenever we worked at the salon prior, she only got about five days off for two years. And that was because of, like, a family member passing and her wedding. And that was it. And that's basically all the time we get off is if it's a complete emergency like my uncle was passing and I was like I need to go to hospital now and Ross is like well finish your client and that's how it is with hair like you don't ever get to leave you it's like you go in and you work for 12 hours and you're exhausted like your feet hurt your back hurts 
everything hurts and you're hungry and you just want to go to bed. But ever since I opened my own place, like I can take off more time. And I let the stylists who work underneath me take off for, you know, a normal amount of time. Like if they want to take a work or time off in June and go on vacation with their family, that's fine. Or if they want to take a couple of days off after Christmas, that's fine. Because I feel like you're just going to get so burnt out mm. and just angry and miserable. And you're going to associate your work with not being able to spend time with family members during their last moments. Or not being able to take off time for your wedding and stuff and you're going to associate your work with that and I don't want people to associate me with that. I want them to be like, hey, my boss let me off work so I can go get married and have a honeymoon and I want to change the whole salon vibe as it being run so strictly to something that is like, hey, we're artists, we're not meant to be so micromanaged. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want it to feel like a healthy and positive environment the second somebody steps foot in my salon. Cool. It's funny. It sounds a lot. It sounds very similar to the restaurant industry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. At least bartending. Yeah, um, and it definitely the whole. Yeah. You just want to take the stress away. You yeah. just want people to be happy and yeah. feel, you know, that you have the regulars where you can catch up with. And like I do befriend my clients on Facebook and stuff so I can be like oh my gosh how was your trip to you know California or Europe or whatever because I love seeing what they do I love seeing my clients happy whether it be through me or their experiences because that combination of the two is just it's a beautiful combination <laughs> mm -hmm. so so you mentioned like getting into this basically like your senior year of high school like your first hair experience that sounds stupid but let's call it that when you first got to yeah your hair it was this that was pretty much your straight lead into career if you're 18 then and you're 30 now like did you ever want to do anything else yeah this is really crazy i wanted to be a um therapist to people who were in prison <laughs> which i feel like it is what i do now um yeah. I mean, I, I, that's interesting. So, like, so, so my day job, we were branching into doing, uh, we do game design uh, and, and games for mental health. So we're like branching into juvenile detention facilities okay. to teach kids how, you know, kids in detention how to make games and go through that process. But it doesn't seem like it would be impossible to give inmates a haircut. But if, if it were something along that process to actually making them feel better about themselves. Okay. But it is a lot harder okay. than what you think. Um, for me to get any access in there, it's, it's very difficult. Um, I have, I do have such a sweet spot with um, people with mental disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite client, his name is John. I, I love him. He's like 52. He has Down syndrome and he calls me his wife and I get so emotional talking about him because he makes my day better and he makes me want to do everything better and I have been in contact with people with them and like charities trying to get um he just makes me that happy trying to get people to come into the salon 
on our days off, either a Sunday or Monday once a month, to do their hair, whether they're autistic or have Down syndrome or any disability, so that they don't feel over-pressured, I guess, um, with so much stuff going around, loud noises like hair dryers and other clients going around. So that they feel like they're the only person in there. And they want to do that and just make them feel like they're the center of attention, the happiest person, play the only music that they know, and just make them feel comfort comfortable. That is my happy place, is making them feel happy. Um, like, I, I, like, John has really changed my life. He, like, he comes in... He calls me his wife. He proposes to me every single time. We dance to Backstreet Boys. And it makes me want to do something like every month and just, you know, bring people in who cannot go in for a haircut because it makes their family member feel overwhelmed or that they can't get it. But, like, they're normal people. And I want them to feel like they're normal persons, normal people of society. And that's exactly what I want to do. Like, that is my main goal now. Like, yeah, I wanted to talk to, you know, inmates and stuff and all that stuff. But, like, after hanging out with people who are, you know, mentally disabled, I want to help them out even more. I want to make them feel like they're normal because they are. They're they're people. Mm -hmm. And that is my happy place is helping them out. Having them sit in my chair and just be like, give me a mohawk or do whatever you want to do. Like, that touches my heart more than anything ever could. That that's that's my happy place. That's awesome. that's <laughs> like I'll even travel to like their you know, their home that they're staying in. I'll even go there in on my day off because if that's like where they're comfortable, that's where I'm comfortable too. And we can do whatever whatever it takes. It's my happy place. <laughs> that's great. Oh, I can drink after that one. Yeah, John. John has done a lot for me. He's he's my he's my main squeeze. He's my main <laughs> he's my main guy that we rock out the Backstreet Boys with. Like he he has opened up so much laughter in my life to where I just want to embrace it and just you know I don't want people to feel like they're so confined into their house to where they can't bring you know, that one person out in public because they will have an emotional attack or something like, I want to come to my salon and feel happy and feel like they're chilling at home and they can sit around and get a haircut and listen to Backstreet Boys or watch whatever they want to watch on Netflix on the iPad. Like, that is, that is, that's my main goal. Like, that is exactly what I want to do with my salon. Like, yeah, I can give you highlights and stuff, but deep down, like, I, I really want to help, really want to help families that need help. <laughs> yeah, make me emotional. <laughs> hey again, this is Sean one last time. I hope you enjoyed this first part of the Heidi interview slash conversation. If you've enjoyed it, stay tuned. The next episode will be out next week instead of skipping a week. Uh, so you'll have more to listen to. And if you liked it, us, leave us a comment on whatever podcast service you got this from, especially on Apple Podcasts. That'll help us out. Send us a tweet on Twitter. 
or email us at wastedknowledgepodcasts at gmail.com. And if you have any questions or want to be on the show, you're in the Atlanta area, send us a shout. We're happy to hear from you. See you next week. Bye.